Welcome to the Life to the Fullest podcast by EF3. I'm your host, Dan Jason. At EF3 Life, we're devoted to sharing life with you by journeying together. We believe in self-improvement, growth, and impacting the lives of others. Our four pillars are deeply rooted in the areas of education, faith, fitness, and finance, spreading love, positivity, and the good news of Jesus while growing to become the best version of ourselves is what we strive for. We believe in obtaining greatness and desire to empower people as we work together to share this platform and God's love with those we encounter. Be sure to visit ef3life.com and follow us on social media at EF3Life. Keep living life to the fullest. Certainly, perseverance, grit, and having the wherewithal to not quit on the fitness journey is essential. For many people out there, it has not been easy. For some, life has thrown a curveball, and battling the hard is what they have to do every day in this life. Today, we have a special guest on the Life to the Fullest podcast. In a moment, we will hear from a good friend of mine, Jeff Grogan, who joins the show. Jeff lives in upstate New York. He was a nurse at Four Winds Hospital for many years, pouring out his love by serving and restoring the lives of his patients. A father of two, his story took a wild turn when he was diagnosed with stage four prostate cancer a number of years ago. At that time, Jeff dug deep and ignited a fiery spirit within himself that led him to reshape his life. Jeff has battled this dreaded disease head on And through his commitment to fitness and a positive mindset, he continues to win. He lives life to the fullest each day with great hope for the future. Jeff began his platform called A Cancer Fit Life to encourage others to win the fight against cancer. Through a focus on physical, mental, and spiritual health, he continues to inspire and encourage. It is a great honor to have Jeff share his story and how perseverance and drive has allowed him to continue to fight strong day by day to defeat the challenges that life throws his way. Make sure to follow Jeff Grogan and check out his platform on Instagram at A Cancer Fit Life. He continues to inspire others to stay strong, have hope, and to do all things with love. Jeff, it's so good to have you with us today. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing great. Thank you for asking me. Yeah, it's awesome to have served with you tonight at the Capital City Rescue Mission to kick off our night in downtown Albany. And I know we both had a lot of fun out there and a great time to give back. So, well, we're really excited to have someone of your caliber who's willing to share from the heart and courageously who battles every day with the most positive and uplifting spirit. So thanks again for joining us. My pleasure. Happy to be here. So I'm so grateful that you're willing to tell your story of your fitness journey and what sparked your decision to make these life changes. How has fitness transformed your life? Well, it has transformed my life. So, um, you know, when I was starting my journey about two and a half years ago, I was always the kind of guy that um, never had any kind of athletic experience, never had any fitness experience. I had a brief um, foray in joining a kind of one of those commercial gyms. I'm not going to say the name of it, (laughs) Um, but uh, I lasted roughly, I want to say if I made an eight weeks, I, I, that's a long time. Um, And then that's it. That's all I've had my entire life. And in in high school, I ran cross country Uh, college. I ran cross country. That's it. So I had zero experience. Uh, when I started two and a half years ago, 
um, I started with kettlebell training and um, kettlebells are very interesting because they're, they're very dynamic. You can do a, lots of different exercises. So you're not just stuck doing one or two different things right. that you can do a lot of stuff, but the transformation took place. The, I want to say the very first day I went in there. Wow. Um, I was overwhelmed with what I saw on the floor. <clears throat> uh, there were no bars or uh, plates. Um, there were no, well, there was a pull up a rack, but there weren't any of those traditional things you might see in a gym, like machines. Yeah, so you're looking around and uh, like, everything's missing. Well, where is everything? <laughs> and then I looked down over the corner and on the side of the wall, the wall must have went length of the studio so i'm going to say about 20 feet maybe and there were these cannonballs with handles <laughs> <laughs> called kettlebells and there were different sizes and weights you know they kettlebells go by kilograms so they started off with these very small ones and they went all the way up to this very huge one which is about 208 pounds wow and the smallest one was about six pounds probably something like that huge range huge range and they the, this the gym i went to had you know, multiple kettlebells for each kind of weight size. So there were plenty of kettlebells for everybody, <laughs> basically. Um, I was transferred first day because the, the, the first day I met the trainer, uh, who was the nicest guy in the world, um, basically said, you know what, Jeff, you know, you're going to, he was showing me the bells. He goes, you know, you're going to start off with these, you know, these small ones here, these 20 pound, 30 pound ones. I'm thinking 20 pound, 30 pound small. What? And then yeah. he goes, you'll, and by the, by the end of the, by the end of a year or so, you'll be up here, the bigger ones are these 70 pound ones and 80 pound ones. I'm like, no. Yeah, not me, right? Not me. <laughs> well, guess what? Two and a half years later, I'm up over by the 70 pound, 80 wow. pound ones. So, um, awesome. yeah, I, I was, I was, they call it, what they say is that the kettlebell finds you. You don't find the mm. kettlebell and it transforms you almost immediately. After my first class, I was hooked. Um, and they would do uh, what they call the hard style method. So there's there's principles. Okay. Um, so and there's um, a strategy. Um, they don't just you know give you a bell and say go off. Yeah, you're not winging it. You're not winging it. You're swinging it. <laughs> yeah, I like that. It. I like that. <laughs> um, so it, I want to say it transformed me almost immediately. Um, strength training and kettlebell training kind of change the way you kind of look at things. Wow. Um, you know, strength gives you what, confidence. Sure. Uh, strength gives you uh, the ability to um, see things differently. Hmm. Um, it, it allows you to do things that you never thought you could do. Yeah, I, I really like that a lot. You know, it allows you to see things differently. It changes your perspective. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times people look at this challenge and they don't understand that it's a lot more than just a physical one. Correct. Right. It's a Correct. battle that begins in your mind when you start something new mm -hmm. and you have to get over that hurdle of just beginning. Right. And you showing up that first day, that was that first step. First step. And first steps are the hardest steps, but they're... I want to say there, um, once you've made that first step, that's half the battle. That's mm. you're, you're 50% of the way there. Uh, one of the, one of the principles of, uh, you know, the kettlebell training is, uh, 1% every day. So you, you, you strive to make a, a, a positive change in your, I guess your training, so right. to speak 
but it's 1% every day. So it's not major jumps. Sure. It's very small steps, small increments. It is being where you are. I like that. Yeah. 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 That's what, I, that's what drew me into it because when they were doing the class, they were saying all these things and I'm like, Oh wow, that makes sense. I'm like, wow, I, I like that. You know? So I kept going back because I wanted to hear more of these little snippets of things they kept saying. Yeah. And it makes you know? me think this is a great metaphor for life. 1% mm -hmm. better every day. Imagine if we could apply that principle to everything that we did, where will we be today than we were last year? Oh, yeah, I mean it's amazing. So if you look at even if you if you take fitness and strength training aside, you just put it towards you know building a garden in your backyard. You know, one percent every every day. If you're working on that garden, pretty soon you're going to have like lots of tomatoes <laughs> or whatever else you're growing back in there. Or if you look at it as far as education purposes yeah. too, um, you don't need to read the entire book in one night. You can mm. read a couple pages a day. Yeah. Um, you could journaling. You can journal one paragraph a day, one sentence a day, and pretty soon before you know it, over a length of time, you've got a book. That's you've right. You've got a diary. Yeah. You've got you've got you've, you've got yourself down in words, you know. Yeah, I think sometimes people feel like the transformation ha has to happen overnight mm -hmm. and it becomes intimidating, whether right. it be physical fitness or it be anything, education like you mentioned. But if we take it stride by stride, one day at a time, one percent at a time, over the course of time. Right over this longer period of time, we're going to see that transformation happen. And I think it's good that we take that little by little approach, poco a poco, because mm -hmm. what happens is we enjoy the journey more. It gives us less pressure on ourselves to have to have this quick fix, this change to try to get to here and then I'll be happy. You know, right. so many people in this right. life, right. they think I have to have X happen. And when that happens, then I'll finally be happy. But they actually miss out on the journey. Right. They miss out on the journey. And that's and that's part of it, too, is that it's be where you are, enjoy the process, and, and, and enjoy the journey. So there's a great book that I read, and I, the author is escaping me, but I, and I'm going to butcher the title, too. But how do, how do you eat a frog or how to eat a frog? Wow, that, that in itself is intriguing. Because... So, so how, you, how do you eat a frog? A little bit at a time. You're not going to pick the whole frog up and just bite into it. You're going to eat a little bit at a time. And before you know it, you're eating that entire frog. Now, I, I don't suggest you go out and start eating a frog, but check the book out because it breaks things down uh, for you to uh, tackle a mm. major project yeah. or, or, or something that's going on in your life that's pretty big that needs to get done. You don't just do it all one night. You take small steps yeah and, and that's a great approach because so often we're paralyzed by oh. staring something in the eyes and saying yes. no and then we run the other way yeah yeah oh yeah 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 and I, i'm guilty of that too especially doing the dishes and, and ask my <laughs> wife <laughs> um you know when you look at the, the pile of dishes in the sink and you go oh you know <laughs> but if you take it a spoon at a time, a plate at a time. Uh, I, I think you can eventually tackle the whole thing. Oh, that's awesome. So what would you say is your greatest piece of advice for people who might be struggling with motivation? Oh, now we're taking it yeah. day by day, 1% better, but they're still struggling with this desire to do the hard. So motivate, this is, this is, I love this question. So for me, and this is from my perspective and how I dealt with motivation, get a crew. Find some people that can hold you accountable. Mm. Uh, so what I did is when I was going 
into the training studio when I was working with the kettlebells is I became friends with people. Um, and when the pandemic hit, there was a core group of us that actually we call ourselves the, the core four or the kettleheads. I like that. Uh, we, we basically stuck together and we held each other accountable. So what we would do each day is we would send each, uh, we would send uh, via group text, hey, this is my lot or my workout for today. My workout of the day is this. And then everybody would call, would, would uh, respond back, did you do it yet? That's awesome. How far did you get? Wow. Where, what were your sticking points? Uh, how did you overcome those sticking points? So I think the first thing for motivation mm. is find some like-minded people to help you go through that. Um, the second thing is too, is you have to find your why. Like what, what is your why? Um, and that's, that's very personal. Um, you know, I, 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 my why may be different than your why. For and, sure. Uh, you know, and it, or it could be different than our wives, our wives, wise. You, know? <laughs> um, you have to find a why and then you have to bring it to the next level because that, you know, you can't say, I want to lose 10 pounds. Mm. Well, that's, that's kind of arbitrary. I think that's great that you want to lose 10 pounds, but, what what's the reason why you want to lose 10 pounds and then what are you going to do when once you've lost those 10 pounds uh you, you have to kind of continue just for because sure you lost 10 pounds doesn't mean you need, you need to lose 10 more right but you need to do something to maintain so Absolutely. what are you going to do yeah um and, and the third thing i would say which helped me it's not it's not for everybody but um hire a coach um and, and it worked wonders for me now you know uh, you could go on and, and go, the Google machine and you can find, <laughs> you know, you could YouTube things. And I think that's great. Uh, but I, I think getting a crew of people and, and then finding your why and then hiring a coach, uh, that helped me tremendously. And that gave me motivation because that helped me kind of congeal what I was trying to do. Now, my why has changed several times. Uh, and that's the other thing too. You have to keep, you know, you have to keep uh, assessing what you're doing. Yeah, no, that makes so much sense because it has to be relevant, it has to be right? Relevant, because exactly. right now your why could be one particular reason, and you achieve your goals, and you're going to set new goals. But that why is going to shift and change because you're becoming, you're transforming into a new person, not just physically, mentally, mentally. emotionally, oh, yeah. spiritually through this whole experience. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And I, and I think the, the thing to remember is that even if, it, if we take fitness out of the equation, it, it, you have to find your why in life too. And hiring a coach could be as simple as, um, you know, talking to your pastor or priest mm -hmm. or, or talking to your therapist or, or talking to your, your professor, your teacher, whomever that may be, yeah. whoever your support person is your, or your big, your mentor. Right. Someone you can really build a solid relationship of trust on. Mm -hmm. You know, this yes. is the person that's going to hear you out. Right. And they're also going to give you wise counsel. Right. Right. They're exactly. going to give you that advice, but ultimately they're going to be there and they're going to help you, especially during those times when maybe you're not susceptible to want to do it. Maybe that why is a sticking point right now. Yeah. They're going to yeah. be there to kind of give you that motivation. Absolutely. So a quick story, um, you know, even I'm guilty of uh, having days where I have no motivation. Uh, so what the one of the best things to do is I got in touch with my crew and I said, Hey, I am like not into it. Today. <laughs> <laughs> and they would come back at me with reasons why I should be into it today. You know, and some days, honestly, some days sitting on the couch sounds so nice, <laughs> but I got to tell you, 
on those days, that's the, those are the days that I actually get up off the couch and mm. go lift up something mm. because I say, okay, I'm just going to do one rep or one set. And before you know it, you've done your whole routine. That's right. So eat that frog one piece at a time. <laughs> I like that a lot. Yeah, actually, uh, there's a great fitness enthusiast, David Goggins, that continues to say to do the hard and to do what you don't want to do, because that's when the real growth happens yeah. in life itself. A lot of times we don't get to pick the hard. The hard comes our way. But when it comes to physical fitness, we can actually make that choice and say, I'm going to do this today and we're going to win the day. And we're going to win the day. And that's, and that's key. I think uh, I love David Goggins, by the way. Uh, and, that's, and I just love a lot of the things he says. But winning the day is absolutely right. And winning the day can be as easy as I got, I got up out of bed and I moved. I got up and I went for a walk or I got up and I lifted my kettlebell. That, that's winning the day. Absolutely. So let's talk about that a little bit more. How has your workout regimen bettered your life on a holistic level? Well, um, it, it's kept me, well, <laughs> it's kept me sane. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. Um, and it's allowed me time. You know, I get working out as kind of like meditation, mm. um, it, loaded meditation uh, or, or loaded yoga too would be yeah. a good way to look at it as well. Uh, but it helps me kind of clear my mind. It helps me kind of just focus on the moment because okay? I guess that's one of the things that a lot of folks have trouble with is being in, being present, being in the moment. For sure. Um, and I think weight training and strength training and kettlebell training has taught me that it's okay to just be numb with what you're doing for mm. that time, you know? So, you know, it, it, because the, any kind of weights that you're, you're lifting up over your head uh, are unforgiving. <laughs> That's for sure. You better um, keep them up because gravity is going to pull them down, right? Gravity is going to bring them right back down. And if you're not paying attention, you're not focused on that, it's going to come crashing down and it's going to hurt. <laughs> uh, but, but, you know, so holistically, it, it's taught me how to meditate, taught me, taught me how to be present. Wow. Uh, it's taught me how to uh, listen to my body. Mm. Um, you know, I, I, one of the things I was afraid of when I started training was I was going to hurt myself. Hmm. Uh, I was honestly, I was like really, I was fearful that I was going to injure myself in some fashion that I was not going to be able to come back from it. <laughs> I don't know where I had is an irrational fear. That's okay. Um, but what it's taught me is that that's actually quite the opposite because it's taught me that I, I, I use what I can use. So whatever that weight may be, it's my, it's my comfortable weight. Mm. It's my dictator bell, as they call it in the kettlebell world. Um, it's the bell that I can comfortably lift every time that I, I go and I lift it up. So it's taught me to listen to my body. Mm. Um, and if I'm not feeling something and I'm not talking about those voices in your head that say, ah, go back on the couch <laughs> and you know, watch Netflix. <laughs> I'm talking about the days when, you know what? Something doesn't feel right, right in my arm. Sure. Something doesn't feel right in my back. It's okay to back off of those days. And that's what it's taught me to do is, is to really listen to my body. And by doing that, it, it's also helped me um, kind of be more confident, I guess. Mm. You know, um, it's taught me how to be more 
me. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I could definitely relate to that too, because before I uh, got into working out, uh, you know, even going through high school in the first early stages of college, uh, the lack of confidence, just, um, you know, being in tune with who you are, and then also the challenge and like rising to the occasion, right? There's something to be said about showing up each day, challenging yourself. You have a group, like you mentioned, that's there to rally behind you, but also just to get after it and to do something that you've accomplished. Right. Every right. day. But you, yeah. you think about somebody like yourself, you know, that's part of your routine. You're waking up in the morning, you're doing this. It starts out your day and you've already accomplished something that a lot of people probably wish they would have taken the time to do. But the thing is, they can and hopefully they will. Yeah, hopefully they will. I, I remember the very first day or the very first time I did a real Turkish getup. So, you know, when I first started doing those, um, they teach you with a tennis ball. And I was on the tennis ball for about four weeks. Okay. So I, Back in the very beginning, I was going twice a week. Uh, so it took me a month to graduate to a real kettlebell. Sure. All right. So I remember the first day I lifted up the kettlebell and it was um, 10 kilograms, which is about uh, 22 pounds, I think. Okay, okay roughly. Um, and, and I did it both sides, right hand and left hand. And I put the bell down and I went home after class and I went, I lifted 22 pounds up over my head. <laughs> and I know, you know, for some folks who are maybe more, um, who've been in this for a long time, they say, oh yeah, well, 22 pounds. But that was, for me, that sure. was a lot of weight. And I was, it, it, it talking about the confidence, I, mean, I felt like I had a puffy chest that day. <laughs> I was like, I lifted up 22 pounds. And rightfully so, right? Yeah, I mean, that's so. good. It's yeah, good. No. It's a notch in your belt. It's a notch in my belt, but you know what it did? It brought me back the next day. Mm. And then, and then it built on, you know, the, when you talk about one percent each day, each time I use that tennis ball, I've got a little bit better my technique. I got a little bit better with my form. Once my form was perfect, then it became a loaded workout. Mm. And then you graduate from there. And then you start with a twenty-two pound bell, and you move up and move up, move up, and before you know, it, you're lifting seventy pounds up over your head. Unbelievable, you know? yeah. and, and just shows you again the power of positive intention yes. and practice. Yes. Practice, practice, practice. Yes. So, why is fitness for you merely more than merely just a workout and exercise? I mean, you touched about that a little bit, but it has a deeper meaning for you as a person. And we're going to get into that very deeply um, later on in the podcast. But how did that kind of sink to what you're going through in life? Well, you know, it it it, it it's taught me to slow down hmm. okay uh, it's taught me i guess I, i'll expand on the piece about listening to my body you know and i get we'll talk a little bit more about um what i'm dealing with medically uh but you know before i even I, before i did any kind of training you know three years ago uh, i wasn't listening to my body um, it, it, my body was trying to tell me something. <laughs> it's trying to tell me something pretty big. Hey, uh, hey, you got something going on here, pal. Uh, but I was ignoring it. I wasn't listening to it. And I remember people saying, "You got to go get that checked out." I'm like, mm. you know, I guess the typical man thing. Sure. Like, I'm not. I'm not getting right. checked out. Uh, but it's but the strength training, the deeper the, the deeper meaning has taught me to listen to my body. So, I, I mean, I, I think I, I swung the pendulum up one way so far that now every time I get a little ache and pain, I'm like, ah, you know. So I have to kind of swing it back down a little bit. Uh, but, you know, you, you know, over time, if you keep that practice up, 
you will begin to know that uh okay that's just a little that's just a little ache that's because right. you were you, you pushed yourself yesterday take today off sure or, or that's a real problem maybe you should go get that checked out yeah and I think there's not enough can be said about that, but that's being in tune to who you who are, you are. Yes. and what's yeah. going on with you. But a lot of times people don't even take the time or the onus to actually recognize that. No. Like the busyness of life, the mm -hmm. things that are going on. It's like, you know, in order to help others, you got to help yourself first. And one of those things is being right in body. Yeah. Mind, spirit, like yeah. it's all connected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Body, mind, spirit. I'm a big believer in that. It's all that is all connected. Um, and if you're not practicing one of those three things every day, then you need to start practicing all three of those every day uh, in some shape or fashion. No matter how small it is, if you mm. practice it, if you get out of practice, things the the gears start to get gummed up, and you're going to slow down, and something's going to happen. <laughs> That's for sure. We're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back at it in a moment. The Life to the Fullest podcast is sponsored by Novice Clothing Company. Novice prides itself on custom apparel with a fresh look. Outfitting programs from new sports to the pros, looking fresh and performing at a high level never looked or felt so good. So many businesses are rocking the crown on their chest because they desire to be outfitted by the best. Novice is the official apparel chosen by three-time Olympian Daga Wozniak and Super Bowl champion Harrison Bucker of the Kansas City Chiefs. It's time to visit noviceclothingcompany.com and follow them on social media. Choose Novice. Claim your crown. Well, we're back here with Jeff Grogan as he joins the EF3 Life to the Fullest podcast. And it's time to learn more about this inspirational journey and how Jeff reshapes his life. So maybe you could talk a little bit about your battle with cancer and how fitness has played a role in your fight against this dreaded disease. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I have cancer. Um, and, um, you know, when I was just starting my treatment regimen, uh, one of my doctors said, um, you're going to have to start exercising because the medicine you're taking is going to do some damage to your muscles, mm. um, meaning that my muscles were going to basically waste away. Uh, I heard that and it really, it sunk in pretty deep for me. Uh, and I didn't know what to do. And I asked him, I said, well, what should I do? He goes, find something to do. You have to move. You have to do something. So I, I was kind of lost in the woods for a little bit. Um, I had a friend um, a very dear friend of mine who um, I knew was a big workout, kind of like strength training enthusiast, um, ex-Marine. Wow. Uh, he worked at the hospital I worked at. And um, I texted him and he said, uh, and I knew he did kettlebells. Uh, so I said, hey, I said, can you, Ryan, can you tell me a little bit about the kettlebells in, this, in the studio you go to? Is that something that you think I could do? And he said, oh, my God, yes, Jeff, you're perfect for that. They'll love you there. And that's how I got started with wow. it. Um, but I, I got started with it because I knew that if I didn't do something and it, like I said, something clicked in me, like a light switch went off. And when I heard that, I said, I don't want to be that person mm. who sits on the couch and wastes away because mm. um, I could feel it already starting to happen. So I, I jumped on it pretty quick. Um, quicker than most, and I, I think most of my medical um, team would 
basically gave me a pat in the back for doing it so quickly because most men don't. Yeah. You know? I mean, that, that could be, I can't imagine, you know, like when people hear those words, you have cancer. Mm-hmm. For most people, I could imagine that, again, it would just paralyze them and they wouldn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it could really be hard to not just turn inward and, and you know, really question why is this the case? And, and all these questions are, are true. Yeah. But instead of concentrating on that, you decided to use your energy to do what you could do mm-hmm. to fight this thing. Right, exactly. So, you know, um, I, have, I have a stage four prostate cancer. Um, and, you know, <laughs> one of the things you hear about stage four is that there's no coming back from that. So that, that's incurable. Um, in, to, in today's kind of modern world, with, uh, especially with prostate cancer uh, for men, um, and prostate cancer being a very slow growing cancer, that means I've had it for a very long time. So mm. I, I probably had it for a good 10 or 15 years prior to my diagnosis. And that's how slow growing it is. So it's, it's advanced. Um, and then the other piece that I heard about it was that the five year survival rate is about 29%. Wow. So that means 29 out of 100 men, only 29 of us will be alive in five years. And you know what I said? I'm going to be one of those 29 <laughs> men. Because <laughs> I, I, I refused to go down. I said, I'm going to be one of those 29 men. Um, the other thing about uh, prostate cancer is that it, it's an older man's disease. I don't, you know, I don't, I'm not trying to discriminate or sure. age discriminate here, but it truly is an old man's disease. And I put that in quotes. Um, so having me being a very young man, having that advanced, uh, kind of cancer, prostate cancer is, um, it's rare, uh, it's unique. Um, and you know, so it puts me in, it it puts me outside of a lot of categories. So I'm kind of like that square peg in a round hole with (laughs) this disease. Um, I'm responding very well to medication and I, and I, and I, know in my heart of hearts the reason why i'm responding so well is because i do work out i exercise i exercise uh five to six times a week wow Uh, so i'm doing something i take one full day off um that's usually sunday um but otherwise on, on the other days i'm doing something um and my exercise routines are very short uh they can be 20 minutes, 25 minutes, or my longest one is, is 48 minutes. Okay. Um, so, you know, they vary. And I think that's the key too, is having a varied program. Mm. Uh, you know, if you get your, your coach that you hire to get you a varied program, then do that. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's tremendous for you to, first of all, share that. So I commend you for your vulnerability and opening up and sharing some really hard things to people because it's the courage of someone like you to share that from the heart Mm -hmm. that can really help other people in their battle, help them to know that there is hope. The medical experts might say one thing, the statistics and all the data, but you can defy the statistics. And I see somebody like yourself, and we're going to get into this in a moment, but the human spirit and the positivity that you have to motivate yourself and to say, yes, I'm going to do this. It matters, and I'm going to make it happen. Yeah, continues to carry you on. Yeah, absolutely, I agree with that. And I, and I, you know, I'm, I'm the kind of, I'm kind of built a way that I don't go down easy. Mm. If you tell me I can't do something, I'm going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So when they said to me, "You will not be able to do this," and I said, "Uh, uh-uh. uh," and I'm now doing that. So 
you know, lifting heavy weights um, or, or um, you know, uh, working out um, or whatever it is I'm doing, working in the yard or, or, or what, I'm doing it. I'm going out and doing it because I'm going to prove them wrong. Yeah. And, and for me personally, I mean, knowing you b- before you were diagnosed, right? Mm-hmm. And then also knowing you now, when I see you, I, I see someone who's even stronger. Yeah. right now yeah not not just emotionally mm-hmm. and spiritually but physically yeah. it's so impressive for people who don't know you haven't seen you when they see you they're they would i think they would be tremendously surprised that you have cancer mm-hmm. let alone stage four prostate cancer yeah, right but that's just a testament to the hard work you're putting in and your positivity like you're <laughs> when i see you, you're glowing you're, you're somebody who is radiating this joy to other people and, and that's really what i want to talk about how do you continue to have this ability to stay positive every day? You know, certainly this is something that's an ongoing battle. How do you do it? I, well, uh, if you ask my wife, <laughs> she'll say, oh, she, he complains to me, which is true. Uh, <laughs> we but, all need a Saudi board. Yeah, right. We all need a Saudi board. No. But, um, you know, I, I, I go back to um, when we talked about uh, finding your why. You, I, I go back to that. So you have to have a why. Um, my why, I have two whys. Uh, one is age six and one is age four. Um, my, my two beautiful daughters, um, they are my why. And, um, and I have other whys too. Uh, but you have to rely on that. You have to really do some soul searching and mm. figure out what is it that you want to live for, you know, or, or and what is it that, and then, then once you figure that out, then you have to reevaluate that daily too. Sure. You have to remind yourself every day. I mean, I, the first thing I do, and I don't know, when I wake up in the morning, the first thing I do is I remind myself that today I, I have cancer, but I am going to do these three things today. And they're different every day, whatever they happen to be. Three I mean, goals. Three goals. Said, wow. I, have, I set three goals every day, aside from the fact that I also drink 32 ounces of water right when I wake up. But <laughs> Another health benefit. Another right? health benefit. Uh, but you, you have to have something to do. You have to have a goal for the day. Because if you don't have a goal for the day, then you're just going to be lost in the woods. Mm. Um, so the first thing I do when I wake up is I, I decide what is it I'm going to accomplish today. And it can be make them easy, make them attainable, you know, qualify and quantify them to some extent. But don't give yourself something so large that you're not going to be able to finish it because sure. then it's just going to, it's just going to defeat you and you're going to put your head down in shame, you know, do something pretty easy. Uh, you've mentioned this before in your other podcasts and writings about just getting up and making your bed. Yeah. I mean, there's this thing and our listeners might have heard it before, but it's worth saying again, the heroic minute, yeah. right? So it's the minute yeah. that your alarm clock rings, you yeah. wake up and the first thing you do literally is to conquer the day is you make your bed, you pop out of bed, and you get going with your day. It's all—it's already something that you've accomplished. I love the fact that you're being intentional about your day and saying three things. Right? They could be small things that you're going to achieve. Because at the end of the day, when you put your head at the pillow at night, and, and one of those things every day could be to work out. Mm-hmm. Right? No matter what it is, you did something with the day. You accomplished things, and you were better. And in doing so, being better, we're making the world better too. Yeah, exactly, exactly. One of the other things I do too, and I think this is more one of the most important things, is I I, I journal first thing in the morning. Uh, so I set my three goals, and then at the end of the day, I journal again and mm. I say, did I accomplish those goals? And if I didn't, then I they list out why I didn't, and then I reevaluate that 
And then I say to myself, what well, was that goal too much? Did I give myself too big of a, a goal to achieve? Or should I maybe have narrowed it down a little bit more? And I think if you practice this every day, I think after a while it just becomes very natural. Mm. Uh, but if you don't, if you don't ink it, you're not going to think it. <laughs> oh, I like that. Wow. <laughs> ink it and think ink it. That's think great. It. That's right. Yeah. I, and this is a practice that I started more recently was journaling. And I, I'll be honest, I haven't done the end of the day journaling, but what I do is reflection. Yes. So, okay. and I think what you say is, is super important because as we are reflective people, and actually I'm going to take your approach. I like inking it and thinking it. Yeah. I like that a lot is to evaluate how it played out because when we do this, eventually, and you could probably speak to this throughout the course of the day, as you're accomplishing those goals, yeah. as you're thinking about, oh yeah, I just took that one down or I achieved that. Exactly. When you come to the end of the day, that's going to replay mm -hmm. and it's almost going to become so natural in your life that it's not in a bad way expected, but you're, you're, you're ultra focused on it in an organic way. In a, in I know that sounds kind of weird to be yeah. ultra focused and organic, right. but it's going to happen because it's something that you desire. Right. It's something you set forth from the beginning and you're going to see it through to the end. Exactly. And I think, um, you know, people do this. People do this. They do it one time a year on December 31st mm. and they last a week, sometimes a month. Yeah, it's, it's really frustrating. But, but, it, but it fizzles out because right. what I think the error is in, in their thinking is that they make too big of a, of a goal. So going back to eating this frog, where you're gonna chop it down into smaller pieces, do it daily. Mm. So maybe you want to, um, maybe your goal for the year is to build a house. Well, you, you don't just build a house in one day, you've gotta lay a foundation. So maybe you, maybe you work on your foundation for one month. And then the next month, maybe you put up some walls. Uh, maybe, you, you know, you, you keep going from there. Pretty soon you've got your house built. It's a process. It's a process. Yeah. And I, I really like that you brought it back to the New Year's resolutions because to me, I think that's like a habit that people oh, have. Absolutely. But it's not, it doesn't have much merit to no, it. But no. doing it piece by piece each day, and again, back to the journey. Mm -hmm. Little by little, then before you know it, like you can do a larger, let's say, reflection journal mm -hmm. entry, maybe at the end of the month, right? Or at the end of the quarter for those people who are financially savvy, you know, like and 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 doing so, we can see, well, are we better today than we were a month ago or right. three months ago, right? And if you could say yes, maybe not every day is, but most are, most are, and because you're moving, you're one percent better. I mean. Throughout the year, that's a lot of growth. It's a lot of growth. And then at the end of the year, if you look at what you did and you look back at that, I'm telling you, it, it, it's like eyes wide open, man. I think, wow, I did a lot this year. You yeah. know? And, and, and I look, look at what I accomplished. You know? and, and the cool thing is you'll say, look at what I accomplished, and then it'll fire you up to say, what do I want to do, do next? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Maybe, maybe you'll be able to develop a five-year plan. I don't know. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. I like that. So who would you say has been your biggest influencer or cheerleader along your journey? Uh, yeah. You know, it has to be my wife. Uh, obviously, it does. Um, you know, without her um, just a, a, 
I don't want to say allowing me, but just giving me the freedom to kind of like explore this fitness mm. journey, uh, not to judge, uh, to support me through all that. It's just been tremendous. Um, so she's like right up there. Number one. Um, I have a couple others too. Uh, like my, my coach who's become a very good friend of mine, um, who has just been available 24 seven to answer my you know, I read something in some book somewhere and I go, what the heck, can I do this? You know, and he always reminds me, Jeff, don't jump on the shiny new object. Just keep doing what you're doing. Okay. Okay. You know, so, um, you know, so I, I, I really am thankful that, um, that I'm thankful for my wife, first off, first and foremost, but I'm also thankful for uh, my coach, Chris, that he just popped into my life. It just randomly sh showed up, you know, there he is, you know, things aren't random all the time that's right <laughs> i like that yeah for sure so what would you say has been the greatest challenge in your journey and how do you continue to have the grit and courage to keep going the greatest challenge um well i mean the biggest challenge is my cancer because um i, I the the medicine i take and the mere fact that i have you know a disease um it exhausts me it fatigues me um, you wouldn't know it, but I'm fatigued like 24 seven. Um, so there are days when I just have to just, it's like, it's like dragging a ball and chain some days, you know, mm. but I, I have to remind myself again, going back to my whys, you know, why am I doing this? And then that, that gives me the motivation to continue. Um, so I have fatigue, I have, um, you know, night sweats and I have, uh, you know, hot flashes. I got, uh, you, know, uh, you know, weight gain around the middle that you no know, matter what I do, it still, it gets there. So, but I, I just keep moving forward. I just keep going forward and I just, I just dig deep, you know, mm. I always say that I was born in a time I grew up in the eighties, you know, and I always feel like the eighties kids were, were, were like, you know, like, we're like tough kids. Yeah. I don't know. We were like, uh, you know, my crew when I was young, we were just like a bunch of hooligans, but we were nice hooligans, you know, <laughs> but we were always like gritty. We always mm -hmm. like challenged each other. And I think I looked for those kinds of people through my whole life to, to, yeah, I was attracted to in a sense, uh, drawn to almost, uh, because they're the ones that help me drive and keep going. Yeah, I, I can honestly say I'm very drawn to your authenticity because you're certainly as tough as nails, mm -hmm. but at the same time, you're real. Right. You know, a lot of times people will put on this persona and, and they are very tough people, but that, you know, nothing is impacting them. Right. And and we know that it's not the case, um, but it is. And, and it's okay to say that it is. And actually... Mm -hmm it becomes more relevant to people and also more re well received because people understand, you know, I have my hard days too. And, and we're going we to as do. well. Yep. Right. But it's a matter of you show up, you keep going 1% better, 1% better every day. Just, sh just show up. That's all you have to do. If you can, if you're thinking about joining a gym, just show up and, and, and the process will happen so how did you come to decide to start your platform on social media called a cancer fit life it's actually the name of this podcast episode actually yeah, yeah. and and then you started to begin writing some blog entries you journal often yeah, yeah. and and this all ties into your fight against prostate cancer mm -hmm. so how are you brave enough to share your story not only in this podcast but also with others yeah 
I, you know, I started that, um, you know, I, I started that as a dare actually by somebody. They said, you should put your, you should put your story out there. I'm like, I'm not putting my story on social media. And then I thought about it for a while, uh, maybe a couple weeks, a week or two. And I said, you know what? I, I bet you there's someone out there who is in my shoes, who is around my age, who's probably struggling. And you know what? I want to help him. I, I want to show him that he can do this too. Mm. Um, you know, I used to, I, I belong to a lot of um, different message boards for advanced prostate cancer. And I, I had to stop reading them after a while because they, they were just full of doom and gloom. Um, you know, men uh, rightfully so complaining about where they were, but not doing anything about it. Mm. And it just kind of, it just, oh my God, it was dragging me down. So I think that dare from a friend and reading those doom and gloom messages said, you know what? I had to have a more positive message out there because I want to show people that despite what you're struggling with, and you may not be struggling with prostate cancer. You may be struggling with something else. And no matter what that is, you can do it too. It, it, if I can do it, you can do it. it, it it's that easy. No, I, re I really like that a lot. Yeah. I, it reminds me and I hopefully our listeners as well, that you shifted it from the what, because yeah. so many people are focused on just the what, what? Yeah. to the why and then the how. How? Because yeah. you you have your why, your two whys, yeah. and then you have your how. And how you're doing it every single day should be inspiration to others. And the hope is that they can understand that no matter what they go through, as you mentioned, that they can get through it and also grow through it. Grow, grow through it too, absolutely. I, I mean, you know, I, I keep talking about kettlebells because they have changed my life. Um, and, and, and they've changed my life in, in a way that uh, showed me that strength training is not just a machine that you're throwing on if you go to a commercial gym <laughs> you know even if, if, if you're not into kettlebells then dumbbells uh, or, or body weight but there's a lot of different options for you out there but it has changed my life so before we close out what final words of encouragement would you like to share with our listeners today um first thing i would like to say is that you are stronger than you think um, that you can do this. What I would say to you, to anybody who's interested in, in starting a fitness journey is to just start, find something that you're comfortable with. Um, you know, it, it, there's a, there's a phrase that I like is that, um, you know, is that you should run, if, but if you can't run, then walk. And if you can't walk, then crawl. If you can't <laughs> crawl, then, you know, do this. So, so it kind of breaks it down, but start somewhere. Mm. Um, hire a coach if you can. Not everybody can, uh, can afford to do that, but find a mentor then. Uh, call around. Um, and, and if you know somebody who's into kind of training or fitness, call around and ask them, hey, can you show me a few things? And I would say that too is find someone who's knowledgeable. Don't just go on YouTube. You know, find somebody who knows what they're doing to show you a few things and start there. Enjoy the process, mm. really, and then be where you are. Yeah. All right. Don't you? You don't have to huck big weight right the first day. Um, in fact, I suggest that you don't. Uh, it starts small, one percent. To speak out, I knew that. I, it, it was hard. It was scary. The first time I did it, it was very scary. But then I ended up doing it.
Yeah, and it's in those conversations where you're vulnerable, you're right. willing to open up oh, yeah. when it's appropriate, when right? It's appropriate. Yeah. But people, there's a lot of merit there. And especially when, you know, you're going through something most likely that you've helped in your medical field, people deal with. Right. And now you yourself are facing head on. Yeah. And and you have to approach it with a different lens. Being being a consumer of uh, medical services as opposed to the provider of medical services has really opened my eyes to a lot of different things. Um, you know, it's like you know, what's that phrase? Um, Physician, heal thyself. You know, mm. um, it worked. It, it it spoke to me, and I and I and not in those those terms about being a physician, but being a nurse. I mean, I I know a lot, or actually, no scratch. I know a little bit about everything. Which is dangerous. <laughs> so I had, so I said to myself, I, I can't like do this. I have to ask for help. I have to speak out, speak up, um, find supports. I mean, you know, I had to do all those things. I had to find all those things, and then and then I and then once I found them, I had to continue with them. Like I, I don't just do. I, I the one thing I kept saying to myself two and a half years ago is follow the steps, follow the steps. Like every time I went somewhere i someone said oh you should uh you should see this guy um you know he does a cancer support group so i'm like oh, okay so i went and saw him. i just called him cold called him and he's like yeah he goes i do a group come down and see wow. me so i went down and saw him and then i was in that group for several months and then the pandemic shut it down sure. unfortunately uh but you know but i but it taught me to listen mm. right and, and then because because if you don't listen you're gonna miss a lot well, and, and you mentioned that there, that and listening is different than just hearing. Yes. Right? We can hear like people giving us some advice or pointing us in the right direction. Yeah. But then listening takes that and steps it into action. Right. But you have to be courageous enough to do that. And yeah. a lot of times people aren't, they don't want to face what they're dealing with yeah. head on. Right. But you've done that. Right. Yeah. And like, and, I, and if I didn't like follow the steps, because I kept telling myself, follow the steps, follow the steps. And no matter what was said to me by whomever it was, one of those steps took me to an acupuncturist hmm. um, who I saw for a couple months. And I really enjoyed it. I just, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't afford it after a while. But but it brought me there. I saw her for a couple months. And then she said, oh, you should try, you know, this. And she was talking, we were talking about tea one day, of all things. Interesting. And she said, you have to try this tea. It's called uh, Pure Tea. I'm like, Pure Tea. So I write it down. And then I, and then I find this tea shop and I go into the, the tea master. <laughs> and I said, do you ever hear of this uh, Pure Tea? They say, oh, yeah, yeah. Blah, blah. It's an ancient Chinese tea. It's supposed to cure cancer. And I'm like, oh. So I buy some and I, I'm drinking it every day. I don't, wow. I don't know if it's working right, yeah, but hey. But hey. But the, but talking to that guy led me to somebody else. And there's always these connections that are yes. going to happen along the road. But a lot of times people aren't willing to be pay attention, attention to it or be open to, to it. it. Yeah, be open to it. They're so close. Yeah. And, and, and I, you know, sometimes I say that's the devil whispering in their ear, you know. Um, it, but they're so close to yeah. it, you know. Um, it's like you're all, a lot of times people are open to the naysayers, the negativity. Mm -hmm. For some reason – we don't always do the best job of having this sounding board in our own minds of closing those things off and being right. open to the things that will actually lead us to positivity and better outcomes. Better outcomes, right? Right. Exactly. Exactly. You know, and I think one of the you know one of the hard lessons I learned, and I, you know, I got that tattoo was you know 
you know, remember death, you know, because we all are going to die someday. So that put that that's another one of my whys is to like, you know, do it now. There is no tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, today, seize the moment, right? Seize Carpe moment. diem. Be where you are. You I know? like that. Uh, and because and, I and I say those phrases a lot, I, that they slip off my tongue every day. But I'm, I just be where you are. And um, you mentioned slipping off your tongue, but there is actually great power in speaking words mm -hmm. into existence. Right. And 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 oh. having that and believing it, and and you, somebody who's reflective and journaling and and writing down your goals, the speaking it out is really that just oral form. The oral form, exactly. Uh, you know, and that the, the I, I learned the journaling from my coach Chris. He said, um, he goes, you know, what I've been doing for the last year. He said to me one day because I've been journaling. So a lot of what he does is like based in um, uh, in stoicism, like stoicism. Okay, yeah, okay. sure. Um, he's uh, he's um, he's a Christian. You know, he but he believes that um, putting things to paper mm. from your head. To the paper that you can read it and then you can speak it out and then you can visualize it it makes it happen yeah well it's so deep it's it is like, deep like, but, but think about the way that the church is organized this was oral tradition yeah. passed down yeah right these yeah. happenings they wrote them down yeah. the gospels and now it's proclaimed yeah and if we emulate a similar um, aspect of our own lives when it comes to our goals when it comes yeah. to our aspirations our dreams it won't just become a wish it won't just become something that we hope to happen it will actually have fruition have fruition i know and it, and it really is, truly is truly is a miracle uh you know because so you know what i do in, when i'm when I'm practicing, we call it when you're training or working, we call it practice. Um, one thing that I'm doing is I visualize myself um, doing this test, okay? Um, even though I'm, I'm not actually physically working with that particular bell, the right? Day, the day I'm gonna my test bell, as they call it, um, I still visualize myself with that bell doing it. And then after, and it worked one time when I did this other test I was doing a couple months ago. Or actually, yeah, but last year, about around this time last year when I did it, it worked. I'm like, there's something to this. So I started trying with different other things, not just fitness, but other stuff. And it worked. Yeah, well, there's know? a powerful connection between the mind and the body mm -hmm. and actually living out what you're seeing beforehand. beforehand yeah, yeah. You know, it, it's amazing. It really, truly is. It just blew my mind. Um, you know, it. You know, the other thing, too, is that things don't always work out perfectly. Sure. You know, it, it, there's always going to be snags. There's always going to be something else. Um, you know, we plan God smiles, right? So. <laughs> he has a little eraser. Well, like, sometimes a big one. <laughs> no, <not> <laughs> uh, no, but I mean, I, I think if, for the most part, you um, the practice of visualization, the practice of meditation, meditation equals prayer. Yeah, okay? absolutely. Yeah, they're, they're one and the same. Um, and, then, and then really being present um, it really has like really changed a lot of the way I feel about stuff, you know, about the world. It's yeah. Just, it's, just, it's interesting. Amen to that. I like that a lot. Well, thanks so much, Jeff, for joining the Life to the Fullest podcast, the EF3 platform. We're grateful to have heard your story and to have you on the air. You're definitely a real inspiration. It's amazing to see all that you're overcoming and continue to battle in your life. Your journey emulates life to the fullest, and it is truly uh, inspirational. We, we wish you all the best as your journey continues on. 
And I want to just encourage our listeners to make sure to check out Jeff Grogan's inspirational platform on Instagram called A Cancer Fit Life. Thanks again, Jeff, for joining us. My pleasure. I hope to come back soon. (laughs) For sure. We'll definitely have you on again. (laughs) This has been an edition of the Life to the Fullest podcast. For EF3 Life, I'm your host, Dan Jason. Make sure to visit ef3life.com and follow us on social media at EF3Life. Keep pushing one day at a time. Get that workout in, crush it out there, and know you can overcome anything that comes your way with a positive mindset and a steadfast spirit. There's only one way to live, and that's life to the fullest.